0: Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the word of God. talk to you from the subject in week three of our series entitled wait till I get up wait till I get my money right investing for the future investing for the future say I am invested into my future I'm invested into my future I'm invested into my future Billie Eilish has this song entitled I'm in love with my future and so I believe that is very profound. So many people are in love for this moment and the time that they're in, and they don't take the time to understand that even in the life that you're giving, that God wants us to be more heaven-centered, focused on our view, having perspective of the future, and yet our present at the same time. While we ought to have a futuristic mindset, we ought not to worry about the future because that's God's, but we ought to have some type of level of investment for into our future. What I'm saying to you is, is that our lifetime here upon the earth is short, but what matters is is what your investment here in the earth is because that will determine your work that you do here will determine what your reward will be in heaven not your salvation your salvation has already been taken care of if you believed in jesus christ but it's your rewards your crowns in heaven is based upon your investment into this lifetime and what you've done and so we've been talking about money and we were talking about you know the purpose of this message series to learn how to steward wealth in god's way and to see uh and to see um wealth in God's way so that we can become better stewards over our funds and position ourselves for generational wealth. This past Tuesday, we had money talks with Shauna. I want you to go watch that. If you didn't watch it, there's a lot of gems there. There's a lot of gems there. But I want to get straight into it because I have a lot to cover. The goal of investing, ladies and gentlemen, is to build wealth over time and or to generate income from your investments to to meet objectives. And so we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, that's something that people have a hard time with investing is because people want to see an immediate result. Not everything that you invest in, ladies and gentlemen, that you will see in the immediate. Some things, ladies and gentlemen, what we call compound interest. As you put in an in, in account or a thing that, 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 that compounds on itself, you'll see a larger return for years to come as you continue to build upon it. Your 401k is compound interest over time. So as more as you put towards it, the more it compounds. Yeah. All right. And so, ladies, there's different things that are are savings accounts or money market accounts. Some of them have um uh, uh that are, that have compound interest with it. That as you put money away, it builds over time. Mm-hmm. And what they say is is that you want to start it earlier on in life. Because the earlier you start it, the more you'll see a return in the long run. Okay, and so ladies and gentlemen, a lot of us, we sometimes, especially in the generation we live in, we can get anything in the matter of seconds, but some things that we invest in there is called short short uh short investing and there's long investing there's things that you do in the short term because you see that okay this is my goal this is how much i want to make in the short but then there's other things that you that you invest in over a long period of time today we're talking about the longevity of an investment matter of fact you giving your life to christ is an investment you have cashed in on the fact that this is my long-term investment, knowing that if something happens to me, I've made him the Lord over my life, and I know that eternity is my reward on my investment. Yes, and not only that, but what I do, i got to give you some spiritual context. I just got to. The reality is, is that what you do here and the work that I put in here, it says their works do follow them. Your works do follow you. And so with that, I will see, based upon me investing in what the in the kingdom of God with my gifts, with my talents, with my wealth, then I will see, because you don't know that your investment and your yes to God is doing for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to understand that you may not see an immediate, oh my God, you may not see an immediate return on the investment that you're making. But guess what? Over time, as you see the lives that have been touched, oh, my God, or the lives that you don't know that you touch until you get to heaven. Then you'll realize that the investment that I made based upon the yes and the yes, I made to God, you'll see the return. Ladies and gentlemen. And so let me get back. Let's bring it back to money. And so so many people, they want it right now. And that's how they fall for these get rich quick uh, 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 schemes. Oh, but the Bible talks about that. Proverbs thirteen eleven is not different. It says, "Wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time." Yeah. Let me tell you something. You're not getting rich overnight, <laughs> unless you have invested money into the lottery. <laughs> Meaning by you paid a ticket. That's how you can get rich overnight. I'm telling serious. You can get rich overnight. But what he's saying is, watch me. A lot of people fall for these get-rich-quit schemes, again, as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks because they're not content. And when people are not content uh, in where they are, it's not saying contentment and complacent is, and being complacent is two different things. All right. Contentment is not being is not being complacent. Complacent is when you're stuck in and, and you have it in you and you're comfortable with that. No, 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 no. Contentment is being content in the fact of who you are and what God has you doing. And because if you're content in what God has you doing, then, you know, you're going to get a return. Because you trust and whom you put in your, tr- oh, my God. See, investments is investing is putting your, is putting faith in a particular thing to see because you believe to see a potential outcome. Yeah. <laughs> and God says, hey, and, and when it comes down to tithing, he says, as you invest into the kingdom, there's the, out- if you trust me, if you trust me with your finance, prove me what Malachi said he said prove me an investment and see I mean that's why people get discouraged with tithing because when they don't see something happen immediately they say this oh, this is done but we're talking about overtime. put that in the chat section saying over time you can't get rich on quick it, it goes it disappears and see you putting in and you investing in the wrong things because you have the wrong motive content being content, contentment helps you to have the right perspective it helps you to put things in right motive so that you don't do anything outside of what you of what you know God has put in you to do Ladies and gentlemen here in our text I like this verse because this is practically what investing is wow. Ladies and gentlemen you have to understand in that day it took years sometimes or months uh because this is a it says cast your bread among Upon the waters for you will find it after many days. This right here is the preacher Solomon, a very wealthy man, is pretty much telling you to put your and cast your bread upon the waters. A lot of the things you have to understand uh, and give uh, context to what's going on here is that a lot of ship uh, shipments and trade and all of that was done through the sea. And so a lot of times, even in verse two, verse two would say, put your uh, 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 verse two. Let me go to that real quick so that you can see it real quick. Uh, uh, Give a serving to seven and also to eight for you do not know what evil will be uh, on the earth. And so what he's saying is, is that they had to put because they had to put their different uh, things on different ships because you don't know which one will return first. You don't know which one would have gotten to various areas because of how long or what investment that came back. Matter of fact, Solomon, the the, the shipment that he sent out with the gold and all of that stuff, that took about three years for that to get over to to certain people. And that was an account that was given in uh, kings. And so what I'm telling you is is that Solomon says, cast your bread upon the waters. Cast it out. For you will find it after many days. Again, long-term investing. That he said, listen, after many days, days, we don't necessarily know when the day would be of your return. We don't know, but it's something that as I cast it out, as I invest it out, I will see it over time. Yeah, Does that make sense? And so as we launch from this verse, there's some things that I want, that that I believe that we can learn out of this one verse as we're casting things out. Now, we do not, in Solomon says, put it in seven. So what he's saying is, when he said that in verse two, what he's saying is, don't you just put all of your resources in one basket. Don't put it all in one basket. So in order for you to do that, this is some things that you have to consider. If you're going to invest in your future, you must do a couple of things that I'm going to give you. Number one, you got to plan ahead. This past Tuesday, we, Shauna talked about goal setting. Everything has to start with a goal. You have to have a vision. Everything in your life must have a vision for it. You must have a vision for your family. You must have a vision for your money. You and and guess what? That vision needs to be birthed out of prayer. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that again. That vision has to be birthed out of prayer. Because if it's not birthed in prayer, then you're doing that whole manifesting thing. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Oh, my goodness. So here here we go. And so you got to plan ahead. So the Bible talks a lot about this, actually. The Bible talks about us always planning, planning ahead, looking ahead. Here we we go. He said the Bible suggests that we plan ahead and that we make written goals and plans for the future. Watch me. Proverbs 21, verse 5. Proverbs 21, verse 5. Let's say this verse, you got to know it. I'm telling you. This should be one of your memory, uh, uh, memory verse right here. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. The plans of the diligent, being diligent, being diligent to the plans, to planning, to, 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 to planning leads surely to plenty. When we're talking about planning ahead, before you invest in anything, you got to make a goal. What are you trying to get out of it? And let me retract something real quick. And so let me tell you something. God is not trying to have us go into something blind and not <laughs> and not first look into what you're trying to do. you got to have a goal. God himself had a goal in the beginning. He had a goal for man. He had a goal for the universe. When that goal seemed to be messed up by one man, he, his goal never changed because then he sent Jesus. You get what I'm saying? To redeem man for his original intent for man. You get what I'm saying? So God is a God of strategy. He's a God of planning. There is nothing that God is doing. He's not making things up as he goes. That's right. God knows the beginning from the end. He is the alpha and he is the omega. He is the first and he is the last. He knows everything. There is nothing that he does not know. There is nothing that catches God by surprise. There is nothing that God looks at. Ooh, I didn't take that into consideration. God has taken your own stubbornness, your ignorance, all of that into consideration. God has a plan for your life. He knows what you will be, what you will do, and God knows, and God knows how to get you back to his plan <laughs> even when you try to go off of it. God plans ahead. Yes, he does. God plans ahead. <laughs> God wants us to plan too, but he wants to trust and he wants, he wants us to trust him with that plan. Yes, Lord. Now, as you plan ahead, you may not understand everything that will come along. The bumps, the hiccups and those things that come along with the territory. But God knows. God is saying to cast it out. But if you're going to cast it out, you got to plan ahead. you got to be diligent. Do your due diligence. Put that in there. Due diligence is important. You need to do your due diligence. Don't allow nobody to run something past you and you haven't researched it for yourself. Do your due diligence. A lot of people fall in financial hardship and because they trusted people without doing the research themselves. Do your due diligence. That's a part of planning ahead. Number two, let's keep it moving. Number two, we got to seek good counsel. If you're going to invest in your future, you got to seek good counsel. Now, let me just, I know we're talking about money, but I feel the strong urge to talk about this. If you want to be, if you see someone who is successful, it is best to try to learn from those who've gone ahead of you. Ah, It's best to learn from them. If you want counsel and how to deal with your finances, if you want good counsel, sometimes you got to pay for it. Because guess what? If that person has spent the time to put the research in to invest in themselves and invest in their future, then you should not have seen it robbery to invest in a person that you're trying to that you that you aspire, not trying to be like, but inspire to try to reach. Are you get what I'm saying? So you have to seek good counsel. Uh, the Proverbs talks a lot about this. I like Solomon. Uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty two. it says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Wow. Hear me. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Now it matters where you get the counsel from. It matters where you get the counsel from. Number one, you must seek God for counsel, yeah. and then you and as you seek God for counsel, God will be able to. Then the Holy Spirit can lead you to who you need to see, yeah. or where to go, as you seek counsel. Now, let me tell you something. Not all counsel is good counsel. Yeah. That's why I say you got to seek good counsel because what does it mean to seek a bunch of people about financial advice and all their money's in a hole? Uh-huh. That doesn't make sense. Even if you talk to them, your plans will still fail. Why? Because you have not sought out people who have done it and it worked. It has to work. It has to work. Don't Don't go by what you see on Instagram because there's a lot of false ballers. Don't go off of what you see on TikTok because there's a lot of false ballers. Let me tell you something. Don't you be deceived by what you see. Let me tell you something. And a part of seeking good qu- counsel is not being afraid to answer the question uh, to ask the questions. Yeah. The reason why a lot of us stay in ignorance because we're afraid to ask the questions. If you're going to get good counsel, you have to ask the right questions. Because guess what? If you can guess what, you can tell a false ball about how the way they go about answering the questions and how they got what they got. Explain to me the strategy. Explain to me the plan. How did that get there? How did A connect to B? How did C get to D? Tell me. That's it. That. All right. Let's move. Here we go. Number three. Watch me. It says long, we gotta think long term. We have to think long term. When it comes down to investing, you have to think long term. You have to see today. Be in today. But have a plan for tomorrow, yeah. meaning that if we're going to think long term, a part of leaving an inheritance for your children is not just thinking about today, but it's also thinking about tomorrow because yeah. tomorrow is coming. It's not, this is not the same where where Jesus is telling us. You got to understand something. Jesus is telling us that tomorrow will have his own cares. He's not telling us not to plan for tomorrow. He's saying don't worry about tomorrow. Two different things. Yep. Two different things. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is not against us planning ahead. God is a forward thinker. Look at the book of Revelations. <laughs> 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 Look at the book of Revelations. If God did not want us to know the end, he wouldn't have gave it to us. <laughs> oh, my God. God knows the end from the beginning. You've got to understand that God thinks long term. Hallelujah! And that's why some people are frustrated with God, because God thinks long term. And you don't understand why you are where you are right now when God is setting you up for something down the road that you don't know. I always wondered, this whole process has really humbled me to realize that God don't, is no respecter of persons. If God wants you to be in a particular place for a particular position, he will do that. He will stall things on purpose. He will make people around you do don't seem like they ain't doing their jobs. Why? Because there is a reason why God thinks long term. God thinks long term. Hey, if you're a parent, listen to me. You have to think long term when it comes down to your kids. Hallelujah. You see the gifts in them today. And so, what you do is you put them in the environments because you want that to sprout up in the long term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, you got to understand life is about investment. Yeah. Hallelujah and all investments are not for today, but they're a seed for tomorrow. Oh my God, put in the chat, say I'm sowing a seed for tomorrow. I'm I'm putting a seed in the ground for tomorrow. And that's why when a lot of times the Bible uh, because of the time that it was in is a lot of agricultural uh, references, why? because a seed does not grow overnight. It's an investment. It is a long-term investment. That as I sow this crop, this seed into the ground, this crop, that harvest time is coming where I can make a return on what I've sown in the ground. Hmm. You got to think long term. I'm telling you. The problem with us, especially my generation, is you are short-sighted. You're too much on this short side. You're just t- too short-sighted to see what God is trying to do. Take the blinders off. Get over yourself. Stop comparing yourself and think long-term. Stop doing that. Because guess what? If you don't prepare for tomorrow, you will get lost when tomorrow comes. And you'll be standing like some people I've had conversations with in recent times saying, I wish I did this when I was that. I wish I did this when I was that. When I get to that age, I'm not going to say I wish I did that. I'm going to say, son, daughter, this is what I did so your daddy and your mother accomplished this. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to a place, even with the salary that we're making now, from our full-time jobs. To get to a place with investing and different things like that. Where they, our children will have in a whole estate. Yes, Lord. That they'll have stuff set up in their names. Because yes, it's about tomorrow. There are things that you do for today. I'm not telling you not to be present in today. I'm telling you, you can be present in today. By setting up your tomorrow. Yes. Your today is preparing your tomorrow. What I do now, see, let me tell you something. Pastor Beaton lost a couple of pounds since the last time you saw me. That's good. That's good. I realize that my present will affect my future. 30 is coming soon. <laughs> and so if I. <laughs> to get my, if I don't want a lot of health stuff, I got to understand that Brandon, you better get it together because your future depends on what you do now. <laughs> oh my God. Look at my, put in that chat section and say, My today is setting up my tomorrow. I must think long term. Oh, let's go here. Proverbs 24. Oh, my time is. 1204. I got to move. Proverbs 24, verse 27. I need you to bookmark this verse. I want you to screenshot it right now on your screen. Bookmark this verse. You do not want to forget this verse right here. Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Meaning what he's saying. Is take you save and invest before you spend. Plan ahead before you start doing other things. Make sure you're looking at your budget, putting things together before you do other stuff. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Before you go out, before you do this, before you do your leisure stuff, you make sure you save and you set things aside. Don't you go to building a house before you've planned. Don't you go save and invest first, then spend. Do your planning and preparing and prepare your fields. Plan now and prepare your fields. Plan now, hear me, and prepare your fields. Prepare them now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't go to building a house and you haven't prepared. Don't go to building a house and you haven't planned. Don't go to, and it's not talking about just a physical house. Don't try to build things that you have not planned and that you have not prepared yet. Yeah, yeah. Put your house in order. Put it in order. Have a plan. Be prepared and prepare it. Get it ready. And then build. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So let me tell you a a thing, and I got to move. When our parents was building their house, they didn't just try to build on the land as it existed. They had to prepare it. You just can't build. They had to level it out. I think we were like stalkers up here when we were young. I mean, we were almost here every day. People wonder where I get it from. Like, well, like, Brandy, you had the building, uh, looking at the, <laughs> the construction almost every other day. I mean, we were. I mean, we sat there like, hey. And so one day we came to the, we came to the lot. We came to the lot one day y'all. Uh we came to the lot and we start wondering, all right, y'all didn't y'all didn't laid the level out, y'all didn't put the rock on and uh, and then they they had it just sitting there for a while. I was like when they going to start? Huh? Like when they going to start? We I mean it was about a month or two. We would just keep on driving every day. I don't see nothing to do. <laughs> I don't see nothing today. Until one day we came and they were—they had almost the whole frame of. I said, "My God!" I said, "My God!" But what? 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 Watch this. They had to level the ground out, and they had to and they had to lay the foundation. Yeah, yeah. You have to prepare and lay the foundation. Laying the foundation of an investment is having a goal, doing your research, and then build off of it. You can't build on something you haven't prepared for. Before this church TCF was a thing, Pastor B was in a back room preparing, laying a foundation. Who do I need to talk to? How do I legally get this set up? Because when people give, I needed to be tax-deducted for them. That you're actually giving to a, 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 a actual entity. Some people don't even know that they're not even giving to a real entity. Because they ain't doing no legal stuff. I have to lay a foundation. I got to prepare my field first. But listen, when a, a farmer is trying to grow, he has to do different things. He just don't put the, uh, let me just, let me just dug up some dirt, just put the seed there. No. He plows that ground. Yes, he gets that ground ready he don't just let it because guess what he got to make sure that the he got to get it right before he can just plant anything there that's it, that's and some it. of us you just are like you just planting and you trying to figure out why is my seed not grown because you haven't prepared you on this get rich quick scheme you're trying to do this you in a pyramid scheme you in all of this stuff And you're trying to wait, like, God, I ain't getting no checks in the mail. I ain't getting no rebate. I ain't getting no interest. Because you did not do your research. You're trying to figure out and you blame God why you are and where you are in your life. It ain't God's fault. It's yours. Why? Because do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. And that's why we're not bringing everybody back to the building immediately when we get the key. Why? We gotta prepare the space a little bit more before you can come in there. You gotta prepare. You gotta plan. (laughs) Before you build a house. Let me move. Number four, I gotta move. Time is getting away from me. Number four, diversify your holdings. You gotta diversify, a lot of times they talk about this is a, uh, uh, this is a, uh, a financial term, but it's really simple. Uh, it's as simple as this, let me break it down to you. Uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I know you've heard that in your life. You may have heard it, everybody's grandmother must have said it, or grandfather, or mother or father. Somebody has said, it, it is a well-known wow. phrase. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's pretty much where we get this from. That's when it says, that's when Solomon was telling us in Ecclesiastes verse 2, have about seven, put it in different things because you don't know what you're going to see a return in. You don't know. So put diversify your holdings. Don't have all of this and not have, Nah, diversify what you're putting your money into. Yeah, yeah. Not only what but you're putting your money into, diversify what you're putting your time into. Diversify your investment in the different people. You don't know who's going to, you don't know the return that you're going to get. I'm telling you, diversify. (laughs) Let's go Proverbs 11 verse Uh, 2. Proverbs 11 verse 2. We in Proverbs all day, so you might as well get used to this. Proverbs 11 verse 2, it says, but divide your investments among many places. For you do not know what risk might lie ahead. Let me tell you something, part of uh, my uh, hesitation with the stock market is, it go a little bit too up and down for me. And I begin to, it goes up and down and I get afraid. But then when you start looking at other real investors, they tell me, what you afraid for? That's what comes along with the territory in the market. It may go up and down, but then there's a moment where that thing, That thing goes, that over time, you worried about it going up and down and up and down, but over time, you see something you can't be afraid to hold. (laughs) You can't be afraid to hold, even though you see different things happening because things are always gonna fluctuate. But when you, but that this is the problem, when you're so concerned about having your eggs in one basket and you haven't diversified your portfolio, then you'll be worried. But when you diversify, because you don't know what risks lie ahead, the company the company could go bankrupt. It could go this, and we saw it back in '08 when all of that stuff went down, and people lost some some of their retirement money and all of this because we only had one holding. And if anything showed us from the past, what we in this pandemic should tell us is that we should never hold one thing in a, a, a one thing and never hold our eggs in one basket. OK, your job gives you a 401k. That's great. Make something outside of your job. Because just in case that goes down, you don't want to be working until you're 75. That's right. And many people are having to work even in older age. And they shouldn't. You should be retiring and enjoying life, but you can't enjoy life because some people have to work because they have not diversified their investments. Because there's risks that may lie ahead. And then here's the problem. Here's the problem, and I'll tell you another reason why people retire is because you haven't allowed your children to be responsible because a lot of people are having to raise children, their children's children, their grandchildren, or great-grandchildren because of irresponsibility of other people. Yeah. And when we talk about diversifying your investment, we're not talking about going to the casino all the time. Yeah. When I'm talking about diversifying your investment, I just heard J.R. Smith was talking about, man, I, I, it sucks that I just learned this in recent years that all this money we could have been helping our African American community, but we in there, we in the strip clubs throwing sixty thousand dollars It's not diversifying it there. That's right. That's right. Diversifying, diversifying your investment is not investing in stuff that is that are fleeting that has no reward no true reward gratifying your lust your lust is not a reward that's right <laughs> gratifying your ego is not a reward yeah to make you think that oh i'm better than everybody else you're nobody that doesn't that's not that's not that's not that's not what it is y'all diversify your investment and put it in things that are gonna bring a return, not things that are just this moment thing that you can never get back. You cannot get back 60,000 throwing it in a strip club. It's not coming back to you. Oh, and for my cannabis people, Diversing, your, you're diversing yourself in in the different types of cush and all of that new words they got for the stuff now is not diversifying your investment, and you better not be investing in in, in in none of those things too, because there is such a thing where God calls us to to be to be ethical investors that is in alignment to uh, that are in alignment to the morals and the excellency of God. I'm coming for you now. Don't you invest in something that is hurting people. Oh, it's not hurting anybody, Pastor It's not doing anything like that. Oh, yes, it is. I know. Y'all yeah, don't want the truth, but yeah, I'm coming for you. Don't you put your money into that because there's still a thing. You are a believer. There's ethical. There's ethics to this. Don't you rip people off. If people are going to invest in you by making you, making them, making you one of their investments they diversify in. Don't you do that. If you're going to do something, make sure that you're doing right by your, by the business that you're asking them to invest in, that you're asking them to put money in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to, divert. I'm sorry, I need, to, I'm sorry. But listen, you don't know the risk ahead and you have to understand that there are risks because this is life. That's right. There are risks to everything, but it does not mean that you should not invest because there's a risk. <laughs> there's a risk in giving your life to Christ. How do I know this? Jesus himself has said, they won't like you. <laughs> <laughs> they won't like you. You trying to be accepted in a, from, from a people that don't like you. They will persecute you. They will persecute you. But don't worry about them that can do something to your physical body. Yes, that's right. Woo, glory, I feel, oh my God, let me I stop there. But listen, there's a risk to that. Mm-hmm. But the risk is a great reward. Yes Lord, great reward. I did my research, and I'm not telling you what to invest in, I'm telling you do your research. That's all I'm giving you. Do your research. Yeah. Figure it out. There's too many avenues out here where find that you can be financially set as you s- discipline yourself to the discipline of stewarding, of stewardship. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Lastly, let me let me do let me make this clarity claim. Lastly, as we get out of here. Lastly, if you're gonna invest make investment in the future, you need to risk what you can afford. Don't invest in stuff that you can't afford. Well, Pastor Brandon, the raining. I don't have it, like, let me tell you something, because there are different apps out here, Robinhood, Coinbase, uh, these other mutual places, you don't have to have the full thing to start investing anywhere. <laughs> oh my God, you know that you can get, um, you know you can get fractional shares in Bitcoin? You don't have to have the whole thing. You can just start somewhere. You know it don't take much to look at your budget and say how much you can to invest in something, to get a piece of, to own something, to have some form of ownership. Aren't you tired of uh, 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 of being someone that doesn't own anything? Don't you want an asset of your own? Don't you know homes Stocks, mutual funds, those things are assets that you can have. (laughs) Don't you risk what you cannot afford. (laughs) And a lot of people think that God wants people to tithe off of stuff that they cannot afford. (laughs) You think that God is saying for you to go into the broke house to support his house? I've never seen that in scripture. And don't have no no charlatan try to convince you that he says that That's right. just so that they can have a better living. Amen. God just said to trust him with what you have. So if you only make this amount, this is how much you need to give to him. God is not asking you to go ab- to go above what you cannot afford. That woman that Jesus said, she gave the greatest among them because what she had was that little, that little, it was almost equivalent to a cent. That's all she had. Jesus gave it. And Jesus said she's blessed out of all of them. Yeah. Ah. Because guess what? It wasn't everybody else. Jesus said that she was blessed because everybody else gave because they had it. She gave because she didn't. That was the most that she could afford. That's it. You better speak it. The reason why Paul talked about the, uh, the church of Thessalonica and Philippi to the church of uh, uh, Corinth is because those were churches that didn't have the money like the church of Corinth had. But they supported, especially the church of Philippi. They supported the work and they, however they could help, they wanted to help. I can't do much, but what I can do, they sold a seed to the long-term investment of the kingdom of God. Right now consider giving your life to Christ even in this moment. I want you to invest in your spiritual life because guess what? The investment you make today will determine where you will spend eternity. It will determine where you spit where you will spend eternity is, is is contingent on what you of you and making an investment to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So right now if you don't know Jesus because why is knowing Jesus important? because guess what you are a sinner, believe it or not. And I don't care how good you think you are, you are not good based upon your own standards. You're only good based upon God's standards. He's the only one who can determine what is moral and what is ethical, not you. You are sinful by nature. You and I were sinful by nature. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to redeem us from a nature that, has no, that wants nothing to do with God. So that we can live a life of wholeness and peace and joy and long suffering so I give you Jesus in this moment you can text that number transform the nine four zero 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 on the screen right now give your life to him right now don't you wait another moment don't you wait another day today is the day to make the investment listen if you want to rededicate your life back to Christ you better make that investment now you did some things in the short term that weren't good for you come back home if you want to make an investment into this church by becoming a partner of this church, wanting to help no matter where you live, because we have something for those who live in Merlin and those who do not live in Merlin. There's different ways how you can be impactful and be a partner of this church and not just somebody who watches us online, but we can be family. We have team meetings. We can have team meetings and you be on Zoom and we still be in the building and we interacting with you and we see you. People, we have life, our transformed life groups. The Glory Girls have people from all over the country, all over the country, not only in America, but in other, in other nations, a part of what we do. So guess what? We're not just saying that we partner from, no, no it's actually being done. So you can be a part of that. Text HELLO TCF to 9400 nine four zero zero listen I'm more important more importantly making an investment to give your life to Christ repeat this prayer say Lord Jesus come into my life I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior I acknowledge that you died on the cross for my sin that you were buried and that you rose again on the third day and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father God with I decided that I'm not living another day without you and that I'm making a spiritual investment in my future In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, rejoice with those who've said that prayer for the first time. Rejoice with them who the angels are rejoicing with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.